the Bear Down Report podcast featuring Jack Wright, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and your host, Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to a very special edition of the Bear Down Report podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dangle. You can find me on Twitter at BDR Dangle. That's D-E-N-G-E-L. Jack Wright, my right-hand man, you can find him at BDR. that's J-W-R-I-G-H-T. Patrick Sheldon, you can read him on Fansided, or you can listen to him on this podcast. Find him on Twitter, at P underscore Shells. And last but certainly not least, Brendan Chagru. You can read him on Bears Wire. You can read him on the Midway Minute, or you can find him on Twitter at Brendan Chagru. That's S-U-G-R-U-E. We are here for a very special podcast. I'm going to let Brendan take over in just a second. But before we do, we've got people that, that we absolutely have to thank. Sheridan's Barbershop. Located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 67 years. With five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, they've got appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. Sheridansbarbershop.com or give them a call, 630-668-0137. Sheridan's Barbershop, we're traditional meets modern jack has been waiting for this information so jack you got to shout it out really quick our guy will has given us the thumbs up so jack let's hear it congratulations to will and his beautiful bride they are expecting a baby i believe they are due in february and i was just there recently for a haircut and he's got a great gender reveal plan set up so congratulations will thrilled for them uh i i i'm not going to go into any kind of detail whatsoever but just so it's not always as easy as as people think that it can be and it's been a process for those two and just i found out and i hugged him i stopped in the middle of a haircut and i hugged i was so excited about it folks if you're thinking about buying or selling a home this year there's one person and one person only that you should be reaching out to that's jeff cadwallader with at properties jeff knows you need experience when it matters most give him a call give him a text 630 630- 254-4734 or visit genevajeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwalder with At Properties can help you buy or sell your home. All right, Brendan, it's time, man. We are stoked about this. This is this is basically your baby. So so tell us what are we doing here? What's going on? Well, it's our baby. I mean, we're all doing the podcast together, but so if you don't know what we're doing here, this is essentially a coaching candidate fantasy draft. So if you're listening to this, chances are Matt Nagy has already been fired. The Matt Nagy era has com- concluded. Everybody's celebrating, you know, babies are coming. Everything's great, you know? So, but that means the bears are looking for a head coach. And if you've basically been on Twitter or reading of like all these rumors for even the last three weeks, while the bears have had a head coach, there have been a number of candidates linked to the bears. And I thought, a really fun way to talk about all the candidates and kind of debate who we all liked would be a coach's fantasy draft. So what we're going to do is the four of us are going to have a snake draft where we pick our favorite and most realistic candidates. So guys that have been somewhat linked to the bears or our rumored coaching candidates mate, there could be a few outliers out there, like maybe some pies in the sky that could be available at some point. So we're going to do a snake draft. If you don't know what a snake draft is, Let's just say, for example, Patrick Sheldon has the first pick in the first round. So he picks first overall. Then we go through the entire order and then it wraps around again. And Patrick is the last one picking in the second round. So essentially, if you have the final pick in the first round, you're picking right again in the second round. 
like I said, basically your, your standard fantasy football draft, each candidate can only pick, get picked once. So that's where kind of the debate and, you know, arguments come in. And our goal is to try to pick not only who we want as the bears head coach, but who we think the bears can get as the head coach, there will be a prize. And I'm not sure if we're going to say it right now, Ryan, or if we're going to wait until the, the coach is picked, but uh, there'll be a special prize that you'll hear for an upcoming episode on the bear down report podcast. That should be a lot of fun. Before we get this thing started, we just want to put one more reminder out there for the bear down report story contest. If you have a story and you want to put it out there. January 16th is sneaking up on us really, really quick. We've gotten some excellent stories, some funny stories, some endearing stories, some just connections to being a Bears fan. If you are going to enter that story, please send an audio file that is three minutes or less to ryan.dengle, that's D-E-N-G-E-L at beardownreport.com and make sure that you get it to us by January 16th because we are excited for this contest. We're going to put out our favorites and then you, the listeners, are going to get a chance to vote on who your favorite is and we're, we're very excited about that. All right. Are you guys ready? Let's do this. So ready. All right. What we're going to do, I have got everybody's name in this very fashionable bear stocking cap, and we are going to pick from fourth to first. So the paper's in here like that ASMR. I thought he was going to go like fancy because he's you know, the youngest of our crew. And I thought he was going to pick like, you know, the fancy like phone, like random something or other. No, Not he's that too, pick, to be honest. picking names oh. out of a hat. Hold on, hold on. I was going to do that, but this is more dramatic. I could just hit a randomizer <laughs> and say, okay, here's the, you know, and this is also fair. You guys can see the names I'm pulling out. All right. With the fourth pick in the 2022 coaching candidate draft, we have Jack Wright. Woohoo. Fourth and fifth. I can do that. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Back to back. Yeah. yeah there's, definitely, the back-to-back. there's definitely an advantage to that. With the third pick in the 2022 coaching candidate draft, we have Ryan Dangle. That's the worst pick. (laughs) (laughs) With the second pick in the 2022 coaching candidate draft, we have Patrick Sheldon. Oh, imagine that. Wait, I didn't want to be first, guys. I really didn't want to be first. (laughs) And that means with the first pick, it's your boy. And everybody can see me. I'm holding up. I'm holding up the Uh things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I don't want the first pick. I want the second or third. Yeah. Uh Mm -hmm, I want the draft. Guys, I want the draft to come to me because now I have all the pressure. I have to set the tone. I don't want to do that. The only thing we need to make sure that we do, boys, is explain who the name is. You can't just say the name. You've got to give us a little bit of details because some of our listeners know exactly who who it is, but some don't. And we want to make sure that we kind of spell out the good and the bad of these coaching decisions. But who is this guy, too? All right, Brennan. So it sounds like you're on the clock, man. This is tough because I'm really torn between two names. And one of them is really going to set somebody on this podcast off. Yes, do it. Do it. You know what? Don't with you the dare. Developments, with the developments today, a.k.a. Sunday, I'm taking Jim Harbaugh. 
<laughs> I'm taking Jim Harbaugh, number yeah, cue, one overall. Cue the dry heave music for me. <laughs> no, listen, guys, Jim Harbaugh, he's had success everywhere he's gone. First off, he's the co- he's the current head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. He used to be the coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Before that, he was with Stanford. Everywhere he's gone, he's had success. He turned a bungling 49ers franchise into a perennial contender in the NFC. Three straight NFC championship games. He turned Alex Smith into a quality quarterback. He had success with Colin Kaepernick. He hired excellent coordinators. And here's the key. Guys, Vic Fangio got fired from the Denver Broncos. Wouldn't you want to see Jim Harbaugh and Vic Fangio come together again in Chicago, bring back the good old days, bring back the Vic Fangio defense, bring a guy that knows how to win. And you know what? He's had success at Michigan. I know the Ohio state thing has been a little bit of an issue. He got over the hump this year. This guy knows winners. He might. And Jack, this kind of came up on the Irish bear show. He might rub people the wrong way after a certain point, but guess what? I want to win. You know what? Great culture. What has it done for the bears recently? Give me a guy who knows how to win. Give me Jim Harbaugh with the caveat that Vic Fangio comes with them as DC. I like the pick. I mean, I think ultimately if you want somebody that walks into the room with immediate clout and connections, who is also a quarterback whisperer, then that's the right pick in my opinion. Now, I do see some issues in terms of, you know, like you mentioned, he had a lot of difficulties with the San Francisco management, uh, the front office. I, that might be an issue here as well. I, I mean, I guess if we're talking real world, are the current dudes in charge going to allow for Jim Harbaugh to have free reign? If they do, all right, let's go. Let's see how it goes. Could go really, really great. Could go really, really bad, but I'd like to see it tried. Yeah, I, I don't like I don't like that pick. You know that, Brendan. I know you don't. <laughs> uh, I, listen, if he's the coach of the Bears, and I don't think it's going to happen, I, I don't think the Bears are willing to cede that much power to, to Jim Harbaugh, and that's what he's going to want because that's what he wanted in San Francisco. But if he's the coach, I'll obviously get on board and I'll be rooting for him. But here's why I'm concerned. Uh, yes, he was tremendously successful at San Francisco. Uh, despite that success, he still seemed to butt heads with not just management, but there were some stories and rumors coming out about uh, some conflict with the players that they didn't really care for him after a while. He he rubbed the wrong the players the wrong way too. Uh, so he left San Francisco, and we talk about his development of Alex Smith and uh, Colin Kaepernick during that time. But uh, I'm worried that we're maybe giving him too much credit for that development and not giving Greg Roman enough because since leaving San Francisco, his biggest bugaboo at Michigan has been an inability to find and develop a quarterback. <clears throat> People have also touted his ability to put together a whiz-bang staff, which, again, he did in San Francisco. But, again, another one of his bugaboos since he's been at Michigan has been a failure to put together a competent staff. He just fired most of his guys before this year. Um, looks like he may have gotten gotten a few of the hires correct, uh, especially on the defensive end. But, again, I wasn't impressed with their offense. Uh, not, I haven't been impressed with how he's developed his quarterbacks in, since he's been at Michigan. So I just worry that maybe we're giving uh, him a little bit too much credit and not enough to Roman. As I said, um, you know, since Roman has left San Francisco, he's helped turn Lamar into a star. He's made Tyler Huntley look uh, like a capable NFL quarterback. And, and, and I just I think the the whole routine of putting on the, the wide receiver gloves and playing catch before the game, it's going to wear thin on NFL players uh, pretty quickly. So 
I'm not thrilled about Harbaugh if he's the coach, but again, I, I'd be surprised if the Bears are willing to give him the power and the money um, that he's probably looking for. Yeah, all of that is fair. I'll just quickly end it by saying, give me five years of incredible competitive football, and if it burns out, it burns out. But I wanna, I wanna enjoy the ride. What's the joke too? He's uh, been very instrumental in Justin Fields' wins in the during Fields' college career. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jim Harbaugh is officially drafted. Patrick Sheldon, you are on the clock. Yeah, I'm glad I'm second because I got the text about the snake draft and I've been studying up on reptiles for the last week and a half. So I had to do a quick little bit of research. I was going King Cobra out of the shoot here and now I got to learn about coaches and stuff. Guys, I've done a 180 on this guy and I'll concede I'm absolutely terrified at the prospect of making him our head coach, um, but I'm going to do it. And it's Josh McDaniels. And I still have a lot of concerns about him. If the Bears, this is all predicated on the Bears getting assurances that he's not going to BF them. But assuming he doesn't, you have to love what he's done offensively with his quarterbacks. I mean, he made Tim Tebow look, I mean, he got into the playoffs, right? Uh, look what he's done with, with Mac Jones. Obviously, what he did with, with Tom Brady. He, he just, he knows how to tailor his offense to his quarterback skill sets, which we haven't seen in years and I would love to see that. I would love to see a competent offense. He's rumored to have loved Justin Fields in the draft and, and still a big fan. Get somebody in there that likes Justin Fields, that wants to use him for what he is and develop his talents and use his skill set. Um, so I am, I've done a 180 and I'm on the Josh McDaniels train. I just, I'm not a fan of the Belichick tree. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. He's not a huge run the football guy. While yes, he could develop Justin Fields. I think you've got to run the football here in Chicago. I'm not saying he's, he's completely opposed to it, but he is a far better passing coordinator than he is a run coordinator. When you have David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, that just, it, it makes me nervous, but I will say this shells. I've, I've kind of changed my tune. I was adamantly opposed to him, but the one thing that I really like about him is he has some head coaching experience and I, I don't want the next whiz kid. And so I, I, I actually kind of like that about him. He's probably had a chance to kind of reflect, step back and go, Hey, what did I do wrong? The Jay Cutler debacle. That was just, that was really, really bad. He made some bad choices, but you know what? Maybe he's learned from those. Brian, were you asleep when the bills and Patriots played a game and the Patriots ran the ball like infinity times? I was definitely asleep uh, because uh, we're trying to sleep because of my daughter. But here's the thing that that's, that's, I think that's more Bill Belichick than it is McDaniels. And I think that if you look at, they love to spread the ball around with 80 different running backs. And I guess I'm okay with that. But when you've got a stud like David Montgomery, that's a guy that needs to be featured. And the Patriots have never under Josh McDaniels have never had a featured back and yes, yes, that game, but I don't think that's their regular recipe for success. I think that was just kind of a, a fluke situation. I like the pick. I like Josh McDaniels a lot. I, I Everybody said what I was going to say with having the experience going back to coaching a second time. My only fear is maybe he doesn't want to coach or maybe he doesn't want to be a head coach because he didn't take any interviews last year. He might be waiting for that Patriots job to open up. But if he were makes makes a lot of sense to me 
I think he's going to be selective to your point, Brendan. He's not for everybody and everybody's not for him. I think that ultimately he might get it right the second time around, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be with the Chicago bears. If he chooses to go someplace, it's not going to be the Chicago bears. All right, Josh McDaniels off the board, Ryan, you're up, man. I I'm really torn about two different guys, but I think I am going to go with, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a steal for, from Patrick Sheldon. Uh, he, he touted Greg Roman quite a bit and I want to do the exact same thing. I just, I love this guy. I think he has worked with enough young quarterbacks and to develop them and especially mobile quarterbacks, Justin Fields strength of his game is not running the football. I mean, he's an amazing athlete, uh, but he seems to be more of the I want to scramble to find passes down the field and use his ridiculously strong arm. But I think that Greg Roman could do that. He's been all over, had so many different systems that he's been a part of. He's currently the Ravens offensive coordinator. The big knock on him is he's doesn't have any head coaching experience, but he's been around the league enough. The one thing that did kind of catch me up a little bit was when he was the bills offensive coordinator in 2016, he got relieved of his duties because of ineffectiveness. Um, But you know, this time that he's had with John Harbaugh, who, if you ask me right now, I think John Harbaugh is the second best head coach in the national football league behind Belichick in terms of wins and the amounts of times at the playoffs and all those other things. I think he's done it and to chance to get to work with him as long as he has. Plus he loves to run the football. I think that's great for Monty. I think that's great for Khalil Herbert. And I, I think that this dude could be a, could be a huge hit here in Chicago. I'm shocked. He went in the first round. I, I, I don't know if anybody else would have picked him. I think you got to, could have gotten him in the second round if, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I I'm a fan of Roman. I do have some kind of, I do have a little bit of concerns with some of his offensive play styles, especially just the fact that the Ravens haven't had success recently in the playoffs. Seems like some at times teams are catching up with them. I like him. I think I'm just shocked that he, that he went in the first round. Yeah, I mean, he had success with Cap. He had success with Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. You know, and like you said, Ryan, he created an innovative offense to fit LJ's athleticism. I think if you look at the stats, 2019 is a bit of an outlier for him. Uh, otherwise, the you know, they've been pretty middle of the, the pack when it comes to offense. And, and I, it sounds like he's kind of on the hot seat right now in Baltimore, which, you know, if that's somebody we want, that might be good for us. But he's been under fire quite a bit lately. Yeah, he, he's demonstrated he can work with quarterbacks. I think you hit on it, Ryan. My my biggest concern is, does he have the chops to be a head coach? Offensive coordinator? Yeah, I want him all day. Does he have the chops to be a head coach? Um, that's my only concern, but I do like that pick. Greg Roman off the board. Jack, you're up. All right, so I think I'm going to go similarly to Ryan in terms of the idea of trying to find somebody that is equipped to help Justin Fields succeed. We've had this decades-long drought of quarterbacks. So I'm looking for a guy specifically who has experience in making quarterbacks better and someone who is an offensive coordinator. So my pick is Brian Dable. It's not a huge shocker, I don't think, but I would just say that I think he had fallen down my list throughout the course of this year. But as I looked into him more closely, it became pretty clear to me from his time as the you know, Alabama offensive coordinator. He was hired the same year as Josh Allen, and he crafted a scheme that 
basically made Josh Allen successful. And that's what we need. That's what we need for, for Justin's field. I mean, he started at the bottom. Now he's here. I mean, he was the AP assistant coach of the year one year. And ultimately he improved, uh, you know, from 30th in the league in total yards to second in 2019 from 16.8 points per game to 27.9 points per game. Now, like Roman, I don't know if he can handle the, 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 the gig of being a head coach. Um, but I like the idea of the fact that we will have somebody specifically directly hands-on who can work with Justin Fields and make him better in the way that Nagy and Flip and Laser have not. While the big knocks on him have been his inconsistency of play calling, he's been super dynamic at times, though I do think that the talent level on the offensive side of the football is vastly different in Buffalo. But Jack, I think one of the things that you hit on, I love how many systems he's been a part of. He's been with the Bills, he's with them in the Browns, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Pats, and Alabama. He's seen different ways of coaching. He's not the, well, Andy Reid did it this way. And we were at Kansas City with Andy Reid, and Andy Reid did it this way. I, I, I'm, I'm done with that whole ordeal. I think he's Bruce Arians 2.0. I think he's the next Bruce Arians, a guy who has spent his life as an assistant head coach in a ton of different systems, had success at to various degrees, and is just the next great good maybe great head coach in waiting i think that for all the criticisms of his rushing offense i think that that's sort of leveled out this year devin singletary has started to get double digit carries a lot more he's getting carries into the 20s and it's helped buffalo's offense so showing ability to adjust when teams start to figure out what you're doing the bills actually have a top 10 rushing offense believe it or not i know some of that is josh allen but you know, I, I hear things with the with the supporting cast that he has. It's great, but that's who I was torn with between Harbaugh and uh, Dable. So I think that's a good. I think that's a steal to get at the end of the first round. I agree with everything you all said. The only thing I'll add is, if Dayball is the coach, I think we'll think we'll look back at that uh, picture when the Bills came to Chicago mm-hmm. for preseason and they're looking lustfully in each other's eyes at midfield. Um, you know, Justin Fields with his shirtless or his uh, sleeveless shirt and Dayball just gazing into his eyes. Uh, and we'll say the seeds of that relationship were planted uh, on that day. It, maybe it was meant to be. Brian Dable off the board. Jack, you have the next pick again. TJ Hushmanzada, championship. Oh, sorry. <laughs> How's <Shimizu? laughs> Who, Who's your mama? <laughs> All right, I am reaching. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Ryan pace it. I'm trading all the rest of my picks for this guy, and I, I fully realize I'm going out on a limb here. And even if the Bears don't hire him, I'm gonna put bold prediction down. This guy is going to be a head coach in the NFL, and he is going to be excellent. And we're gonna be sad if we never bring him in to interview. But if we can get Nathaniel Hackett away from the Green Bay Packers, then we will be doing ourselves a great service. Now, I realize he doesn't call the place. I realize that Matt LaFleur calls the place. But here's the deal. This guy is about the most energetic, exciting, experienced dude. I watched so much film on this guy at practice. I watched his interviews. Dudes, I got so excited. I was like, oh, this is what good coaches look like. He's been called the glue guy. He's organized. He's got great energy. He's got a tremendous football IQ. His father is Paul Hackett of the famed West Coast offense, Paul Hackett's. Uh, 
his energy is just off the charts. And, and then the other thing is, in terms of experience, he made Bortles with the Jaguars into a top-tier quarterback. So besides working with Rodgers and Bortles, who I think were talented, he's also turned Syracuse's offense around. He's worked at the Bills, the Jags, and now the Packers. Uh, he's, he's coached brutal quarterbacks and made something of it, and he's coached excellent quarterbacks and made something of it. Someone's going to get this guy, and it's going to be an absolute steal in my opinion. So my pick is uh, Nathaniel Hackett if we can get him away from the Packers. He's inexperienced. He's he's still pretty young. I think that's one of the big knocks on him. Uh, he doesn't have any head coaching experience. And then I, I do worry just a little bit how much it was him or LaFleur. I don't know. Jordan Love does not look like a developing quarterback. And if that's him, I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers as your guy, anyone's offense is going to look good. But I, Jack, I know you kind of addressed that a little bit, but yeah, that 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 worries me a little bit. However, I would be excited about a little glance into the Packers organization and, and maybe we wouldn't be so abysmal against the Packers. Man, Jack, you got me fired up with just that description. I'm not going to lie. Cause I was sort of, I see both sides of it. I really do because he has had success elsewhere. He is young. And I, Ryan, I kept thinking the same thing, Jordan love limited experience, but we still haven't seen things that we love yet. So no pun intended, I swear. And I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams, they cover up a lot of potential warts too. So how much is it, how much is it just the coaching, the players and hacking himself? But I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I like, I like that you, uh, you know, stuck your chin out there to get it. Yeah, I, that's a great word. I, I think that sums my position up too. I'm intrigued. Uh, getting sticking your thumb in the Packers eye and maybe reversing the curse is appealing to me. Um, I do like some of the things that you outlined, Jack. So I'm, I'm intrigued as well. All right. Nathaniel Hackett off the board back to Ryan. Well, it looks like I'm going to have my second controversial pick because why not? We're having fun. Um, and I, I, I like a little bit of controversy gets people talking about things. Um, I'm kind of torn between a special teams guy and a defensive guy. And I think I'm going to go with a defensive guy. I like people that have had coaching experience before failed and learned from it. You know, I, I, you know, Belichick is, is not, you know, the perfect example of this, but his time in Cleveland as the head coach, I think really prepared him very well for his time in New England. He had a chance to kind of step back. That's Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Chicago Bears, when Vic Fangio decided to leave, they wanted this guy so bad. And I mean, just look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense and the, the studs that are on this team and the development that he could do with someone like Roquan, like Jalen Johnson, you know, I, I, I'm salivating at the thought of getting that guy here while he runs a very different uh, scheme. I don't think it matters. Todd Bowles is, is good enough. He's smart enough and doggone it. People like him uh, in that position. And so why not, you know, my, my, my big fear is obviously who's going to be running the offense. Um, maybe someone that's down there right now with him maybe comes up. I, I don't know, but I think he's well connected within the league and, and, and that would be there. Uh, I, I just, he's, he's been through multiple systems, which I absolutely love. Uh, he was a coach with the jets and, you know, if you're going to fail with a team, if it's the lions or the jets, you know, maybe you're doing a lot better than, than, than the rest of the league thinks. So yeah, I'm, I'm picking Todd Bowles. 
I like the pick. I think he's well respected around the league. I mean, it's a concern that he was 26 and 41 as a head coach in the NFL, but I think that he has done a fantastic job as the DC with the the Buccaneers. They've had the best rush defense since 2019. Now, I do think that there's a good chance that he's not going anywhere because I think he's going to be Bruce Arians' successor. And so he might not even be looking for a job. But I'm of, I'm kind of of two minds. If we're not going to get some of the younger dynamic types of guys that we're talking about, then like I said before, a guy with experience and clout and success, he's got a Super Bowl on his resume. And if he can bring in other head coaches, then great. I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I'd say Todd Bowles never really bottomed out with the Jets like Adam Gase did. I mean, Adam Gase going to the Jets after Todd Bowles was just the best thing for him because it's like, oh, you thought it was bad? No, I can get a lot worse. And he was close to getting them to the playoffs one, I think his first year in 2015. That might have been his first season. He's well-respected. He's done a hell of a job with that defense in, in Tampa Bay. And, I mean, it was on display for everybody to see in the Super Bowl when he just made Patrick Mahomes look so mortal. And you're right. I mean, guys who have learned – really going, like you said, going to the Jets. I mean, big market, ton of pressure, coming back to another large city with fans that are rapid for success. I, I think great pick. Love it. Yeah, it's interesting. If if Nathaniel Hackett is the epitome of energy, high energy, like Bulls is the exact opposite, right? Sometimes you got to check his pulse on the sidelines. The guy is as steady as they come. Uh, maybe that's what the Bears need right now. They need kind of a calming force. <clears throat> but yeah, um, I I see the utility and the value in in you know uh, giving somebody a shot who maybe failed someplace else and had an opportunity to learn. I mean. That happened to Belichick, right? Not not saying Bulls is going to be the next Belichick, but uh, I don't think you should just write off a, a head coach because they they failed elsewhere. Um, that may be a that may be a uh, portent of things to come for my next pick. Ooh, teaser. <laughs> well, with that, Todd Bowles is off the board. So, Patrick, it is your pick. All right. So, full disclosure, um, we've got a little contest going amongst the group for whoever gets this right. So, my next pick is not necessarily who i want but who i think could be the next head coach of the chicago bears and and let me tell you why again we're recording this episode before anybody's been fired and i have a sinking uh feeling that ryan pace is going to remain with the team either as president or general manager and i think he's going to go back to what he knows and he's going to find a coach that fits what the bears are looking for which is uh, somebody with head coaching experience and somebody from an organization he's familiar with say it. I know it's not Sean Payton. It is Dennis Allen. Interesting. That is not where I thought you were going with that. Okay. I know. I know. Do you like how I, I, I took a little detour there. Um, so here's what I think guys. I think even if they don't keep pace, there's a rumor that they could bring in uh, Jeff Ireland who also has uh, connections to, uh, to Dennis Allen, I think um, the job that he did taking over on an interim basis for that one game against Tampa Bay where they shut down the Buccaneers, I think is going to be a big selling point for Pace if he's trying to sell Dennis Allen. Um, I know he did pretty poorly his first go around in Oakland, um, but he had Carson, uh, Carson Palmer at the end of his career, his first year, and then his quarterbacks in year two were Terrell Pryor, uh, for nine games, Matt McGloin for six games and Matt Flynn. 
Um, so, and then he got fired the year after, after four games. So he didn't really get a, a fair shake in Oakland. So I could see him using that to his advantage uh, and arguing for a second chance. I just think if they keep pace, I think he's going to go back to what he knows. He's going to try to get somebody with experience and he's not going to get Sean Payton. So he, if he's selling them caskies on that, um, they're, they're, they're more foolish than I think, but I think he's going to try to go get himself uh, somebody with experience and it's going to be Dennis Allen. I like Dennis Allen to an extent. I mean, he's not a, it's not a sexy name or anything like that, but he's been the Saints defensive coordinator since 2015. And I know a lot of, a lot of focus has been on the Saints offense throughout like the last five, 10 years or so with Drew Brees. Their defense has gotten pretty damn good. I mean, you look at the guys on that unit, like they're, they're playmakers and they, they do a hell of a job. So I think Dennis Allen has aged pretty well since those Oakland days. I totally forgot that he had Carson Palmer. I thought it was just the Terrell Pryor, Matt McGloin era. And actually Terrell Pryor, he was decent under him for like a game or two. I remember fantasy football wise, but it, Dennis Allen is one of those names I don't hate. I don't love, but I'm like, you know what? I'd be okay with it if that was something that were to happen. I, thought, I understand your strategy there. And I think you're probably on the right track. I mean, a guy that's eight and 28 win loss record with a, Winning percentage of 222 sounds like sounds like a pace guy to me. So, yeah, you're probably going to win. <laughs> I told you, this pick is all about strategery, guys. I'm trying to win this thing. I'm, I'm mostly, I mean, you did point out that he was put in a shit situation. So I do, that was a point well taken. All right, Dennis Allen's off the board, picks back to me. I I think I'm going to lean towards the, uh, the same thinking that you guys are on the defensive side. And this one is kind of a mix of something I'd like to see slash something that I think could happen. And that is Dan Quinn of the Dallas Cowboys. So Dan Quinn, of course, was the Atlanta Falcons coach up until last year. Actually, Jack pulled the stats. I'd had him ready to go, but he's got him uh, 44 and 42 head coaching record. He, of course, led them to the Super Bowl. He had playoff success with them as well. And they were a Julio Jones dropped touchdown away from advancing to a second a consecutive NFC championship game. I think Dan Quinn's a decent coach. I think he's got some interesting habits where he's, you know, sometimes scared to go for it on fourth down, which I don't really like, but I mean, he had Atlanta humming for many, many years. He came from Seattle as their defensive coordinator. He helped build the Legion of boom. They had a ton of success there. Of course, won the super bowl. And the big kicker is, there were reports saying that Ryan Pates wanted to hire Dan Quinn in 2015 before ownership supposedly pushed John Fox on him. So if Pace is back, and I think we're kind of assuming he is, I could see him going back to Dan Quinn and giving him another shot. Plus, finally, the Bears like to go opposite ends of whatever they just did. So they had Matt Nagy, off, young offensive guy, no head coaching experience. Before that, they had John Fox, defensive, first time they had a retread coach. Before that, Mark Trestman. Before that, Lovey Smith, another defensive guy. So they like to alternate. Now it's time to go defense, I think. I love that pick. Uh, I just look at what he's done with the Cowboys defense this season and just the, the talent that he's developed on that side of the ball. I worry about who's going to be his offensive coordinator like a lot. I, I don't know what's how that's going to work out, but I love the fact that he has head coaching experience. Brennan, very excited about that. I like that pick. 
to me, he is the pack of tube socks candidate. He's the egg salad sandwich. He's nothing excites me about Dan Quinn. Um, You're just going to crap on my picks. All day. <laughs> I, yes, he is. Yes. I just, it is a Bearsy pick. I could, I could totally see the bears doing it. I, I shared Dengel's concern. Who's going to be his offensive coordinator. He did have the Falcons humming, but did he have the Falcons humming or did Kyle Shanahan have the Falcons humming? Same kind of concern I have with, with Harbaugh and Roman. Uh, I just, I remember watching a lot of the Falcons games and I agree with you. He, he kind of coached scared at times and, um, I don't, I just don't want that. I, I, I don't want the bears. Adam rank had a great post. He's like, so the bears hired somebody with experience in John Fox. So nobody with experience is ever going to work. And they hired a first time coordinator, you know, in Nagy. And so they can't do that again. Cause that's never going to work. Kind of saying like, look, just hire the right guy. Um, they don't have to go find like the exact opposite of what they had, or they don't have to play it safe. They just got to go find the right guy. And I, I just, I don't know. It, Captain Tube Sox doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I'm a little bit with uh, Shells. It's not the sexiest pick. I think I was thinking about this in advance and I'm like, you know what? I don't want anybody on the clearance rack. You know, that was John Fox. John Fox was on the clearance rack. I'm not saying that Dan Quinn is quite in that category. He's 51. And he is still a vibrant coach with the Dallas Cowboys. He's done a nice job with the defense, as you said, Ryan. And I don't want anybody that's on the, hey, just released rack either. You know, so I I guess I just feel like Quinn, you know, sort of gravitates a little bit towards the clearance rack uh, in that regard. And and it wouldn't be very sexy. It it might work out and I would eat all of my words. Um, But I I just, I don't feel strongly about it. I'm surprised that, None of us have picked either one of the two whiz kid offensive coordinators that are being talked about a lot. And I'm, I just harder than that. I honestly, that's what I was going to say. Jack is I just, that just makes me love you guys even more just because I, I don't want either one of those guys uh, as my next head coach of the Chicago bears. Well, guys, it's funny you say that because I think I am going to take one of those whiz kids with my third pick. <laughs> I knew it. I kind of knew the minute you said that. You know, I mean, I, I played it safe with Dan Quinn and part of me wants to live dangerously and see what could happen, but which one am I going to choose? All right. With my third round pick, I'm a little nervous about this. So part of this is kind of, you know, it could be realistic, but I'm also willing to take a chance. I'm going to go with Byron Leftwich the Bucks offensive coordinator. So Byron Leftwich, he's still relatively young. I mean, okay. All right, Dangle. You know what? Just crap all my picks, everybody. I don't care. <laughs> I just, I just complimented your last pick. I was the first, I said, I love your picks, but yeah, just go off. Tell, tell me how I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm well, Sheldon did it two times. So he's, you know, that was a ricochet shot, but all right. Byron Leftwich, he's the Bucks OC. He's been the Bucks OC for the last couple of years. Bruce Arians credits Leftwich with all the success that's happening with Tom Brady and the system they've put in place. I mean, I'm I'm sure some of that is just kind of coach speak, you know, bringing a guy up. But at the same time, I kind of believe it. I think Bruce Arians, you know, he's older. I think at some points he's a little checked out of the offense. And Leftwich has just done a phenomenal job. Not only, of course, you have Tom Brady, but 
you're bringing him into a brand new system with new guys. And that offense was just unbelievable. It has been unbelievable. He's still relatively young. He had a cup of coffee with uh, the Cardinals when they were not very good. So I think he's seen both ends of the spectrum with Josh Rosen and then Tom Brady, you know, you get literally, I don't know how many, I don't know how, you know, more opposite ends of the spectrum you could get. I'm, you know, I said I was intrigued earlier. I'm very intrigued by Byron Leftwich. He could be a year or two too early, but at the same time, I'm sure the Bears are looking for somebody who could tutor Justin Fields and make him the next great quarterback. And I think Byron Leftwich could be that guy. I will admit this is a very risky pick, but I'm just putting it out there. I like the pick. I think what I like about him is that he actually does call the plays. And Bruce Arians has made that clear, that he does call the plays. Now, again, you can go down that same rabbit hole of who's his quarterback, who are his skill players, to what extent are those is that quarterback and those skill players responsible for it. But you guys can probably see in some of my notes, I especially went down <laughs> like the wormhole with him, and there's been some real tangible evidence that offenses have improved with him at the helm, especially considering that it even improved – when he was coaching Jameis Winston, you know, a career high 5,000 plus yards, 33 touchdowns, and yes, 30 interceptions, but I think that was more on, you know, let's eat a W than it was on, <laughs> than it was necessarily on, uh, on left, which I think, um, I think if you, like with Nathaniel Hackett, if you get to work with Rodgers and work with LaFleur, that's got to be a benefit. And I think if you get to work with Brady, you get to work with Arians, that's going to be a benefit. I'm not crapping on that pick. I like it. I think it's a terrible pick. I love both of you, but I think that's an absolutely god-awful pick. You know, the highlight of, of Byron Liftwich for me is when he was at Marshall and he broke his leg in the game and his offensive lineman carried him down the field for the next couple plays. It was amazing. If you have a chance, hop on YouTube, go watch it. Uh, and that shows his leadership. So I do think there's something there to be said for it. But the fact that he's working well with Tom Brady, come on, man. Like, if you look at the weapons that that they have on offense in Tampa Bay right now, I mean, any one of us, Jack, you especially could be a fantastic, you've called plays before for the high school game. I, you know, maybe, maybe not the exact same thing, but honestly, man, it's just like, let the roll the ball out and whatever you you, you call it's going to end up with you know ridiculous numbers i no more whiz kids please no thank you the only thing i would say to that is that arians wanted him like really wanted him sought him out and and kind of took the job at tampa bay once he found out that left which is also available yeah brady likes him uh arians likes him i mean that's you know you get endorsement from those two guys. That's pretty powerful. Uh, but I do have some of those concerns too. Their offense hasn't looked great recently. I know they're down a bunch of guys, but um, you know, same thing. Like, is it <laughs> Tom Brady makes that offense go? Uh, how much uh, is left wish left, which responsible? Um, I wouldn't hate that, that selection though. I could get behind Byron left, which players seem to really like him. Thanks Jack for uh, talking my pickup. No, I mean, really, you, you, you gave me some good points. Like, you know, that, I, I appreciate that. So anyway, Byron Leftwich off the board, it goes back to shells. All right, uh, boy. I, so I've got a couple of guys, but I think, I think 
they're going to be available later because they, they may be some wild cards. So I'm going to go with somebody who I think may come off the board here soon. And I'm going to select Ryan Day, head coach, Ohio State University. Uh, another guy that's very well respected among the coaching ranks um, is a no-nonsense guy, uh, can lead a team, can be that leader of men that the Bears are looking for. He also has some level of familiarity with Justin Fields, which I know, you know, you, you want to get a coach, not just for Justin Fields, but for this team. But I think he checks both of the boxes. I think he can be the guy to stand up in, in front of the team and lead them. But there's nobody on this earth that knows Justin Fields better or what he's good at and what he's capable of than Ryan Day. Uh, and look at the success that Justin Fields had at Ohio State. So He's got some NFL experience, not as a head coach, obviously, but um, if they could find a way to lure him away from Ohio State, I would be I would be really happy with that pick. So I'm, I'm actually surprised he's still available this late. I thought somebody would have jumped on him, but I will take uh, Ryan Day and I will hear all the criticism because I know that's not going to be a popular pick. Well, I didn't pick him because I don't think he's leaving. That's the bottom line. Uh, and, and again, these college coaches, I think, it's not necessarily necessarily their fault, but they get real good at lying and talking about where they're going to stay or, you know, not stay. And But I just feel like with the comeback, you know, which was an impressive comeback against Utah in the second half, really cool. He's 34 and four as the coach at Ohio State. I mean, I think he is a good coach, but I just, there's an unfinished business feel, I think, to Ohio State and like the job that he's doing there. That's one and two. Where we're at now with the Bears organization, I'm not interested in trying the college coach out. I, I think it could be, I think it could be, you know, kind of an Urban Meyer, you know, take two personally. Not, I mean, Day is probably. I think Day seems to be a more quality person, but in terms of the coaching part of it, train wreck. I thought about picking Ryan Day, but after picking Jim Harbaugh, I'm like, I don't know if I want to hitch my wagon to two college coaches. And like Jack said, I really don't think he's leaving. I mean, he's only been the Ohio State coach for, you know, a couple of years now since Urban Meyer left. And I mean, he's probably just going to try to leverage it for more money. Unfortunately, I think the Harbaugh leaving is that is real uh, with Day. I'm not necessarily sure. I like him a lot and I, I'd love the success that he's had with Ohio State and just churning out impressive quarterbacks. I mean, it seems like CJ Stroud is the real deal and just seeing the receivers that they got there. I mean, Ohio state's a juggernaut. So, but again, I just don't think he's leaving. Otherwise I think it's a pretty solid pick overall. My big thing on him is you can't recruit the same way in the NFL that you can in college. I think he just has more talent than most of the big 10. And I think that's, that's where his success has come from. I don't know that it's coaching per se, as much as it is just recruitment. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the pick, but I understand why. All right. Ryan day is off the board and we go to Ryan Dangle. There's three very unpopular picks that I'm trying to decide which one is the most bears choice. Uh, and maybe the one that I want the most, uh, from that crew. I, I'm, you know what, let's, let's go for it. Cause I think, you know, hearing enough people from the uh, NFL and especially from former bears players say how much they respect this guy and how much he should at least be getting some interviews. And he hasn't really gotten a lot. Um, that's Dave Taub, the special teams coach of the chiefs. Again, I want to go back to this just really quickly is 
John Harbaugh, I think, is one of the best coaches in the NFL and just the, the success that the Ravens have had. And that's because the special teams coach gets to see the whole field all the time. They see offensive players, they see defensive players, and they get to watch a lot of offense and defense. He's incredibly well-respected. Uh, you know, he's had a chance to see how the Bears organization runs. He's worked with Chris Ballard, uh, you know, he, you know, who I know is, is getting just just slammed right now for, for the Colts end up losing there, but he's also seen how the chiefs do things. Uh, I, I don't love the fact that he doesn't have any head coaching experience, nor does who's going to be his offensive coordinator. I, you know, but at this point I'm trying to think who would the bears think about, and maybe they would give him a shot. I don't know. I love the pick. I was hoping I was going to be able to get him with my final pick, but the thing, the issue is, and this was on the uh, Patrick Manley interview I did because I asked him point blank, why hasn't Dave Tobe gotten a head coaching job yet? And he told me, essentially, he's a red ass and he will tell you pretty honestly what he thinks. And some people don't like that. So he's kind of hard sometimes. It sounds like he could be hard to work with sometimes, but at the same time, he's had success everywhere he's gone. Special teams coaches really do. In my opinion, if you can get a good one, they can make some incredible coaches because they have to touch all areas of the field and the team. You know, you're, you're dealing with just different players every single week. So I love Dave Tobe. I really, really, really wish he'd get a shot. I'm just not sure if it's going to happen because we've just, we've seen the the trends in the league that he's not getting hired. Yeah, that's a, wow. That's a great point, Brendan. I, I wasn't aware of that about him, but that's a concern of mine just in general for this organization. They do not want to be told the hard truth, no matter who it's from. Look at their last few coaches. They are not the aggressive in your face, tell you how it is type guys. Um, they are very passive. They are very polite. They are very respectful. Um, so, you know, same with Harbaugh. He's, he's not, he's a guy that's going to tell you what he thinks. Uh, so I, I just, I agree with you. I don't know that the bears specifically George uh, has the stomach and the constitution to hire a guy that has that strong of a personality. They, they don't want anybody to come in and rock the boat. That's a good point. I think it's a great selection for where you made it in terms of a bears pick Ryan to me, like based on everything that's just been said, it's such a wild card feels like one of those things that, you know, somebody might take a chance on him and he might be very, very good. I mean, he hasn't interviewed since 2017, but his special teams have been historically on top. He's a special teams, you know, coach and the assistant head coach for the chiefs. And I mean, I think he is, his reputation is solid. It would just, it would be one of those experiments. Who knows? It might go really, really well. I agree with you guys. I don't think the bears like that, but I think that's what they need, which means that they definitely won't pick it. So yeah. (laughs) No chance. He has no chance then. <laughs> All right. Dave Tobe is off the board. We go to Jack for his first of two back-to-backs. All right. I'm going to use these two picks as my, we'll call them my, my, my Patrick Sheldon picks here. Uh, try, I'm trying to win, trying to win the, win the draft. I think there's a reason that Doug Peterson was in camp. And I think that's because he was probably asked to be in camp by either Matt Nagy. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, RD. Uh, either Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy or both of them asked him to come. Now, I don't hate the pick. I mean, again, we're we're pretty far into this. We're at the end of the third. This is the 12th or 13th coach down the line. So let's not overemphasize my love for this guy. But I will say he is a Super Bowl champion. 
in Philly in 2017 with one of the best backups in the league, our guy Fultz. Uh He's 42-37-1. Uh, he went from a high school coach to an NFL coach. He's got eight years of NFL experience, five with Philly and three with KC. That KC part of it worries me. Not sure that the Andy Reid tree is quite as good as we'd hoped that it would be. We've seen that personally in our front yard. But, um, you know, the thing that he said that I really liked, quote from him, but, you know, one of the philosophies I've always had is you got to keep looking at the quarterback position and possibly drafting one if one is there because eventually someone's going to stick. And when you think about our philosophy in that regard, we have we have not done that and it has not paid dividends. So my pick is Doug Peterson. I don't hate the pick. Uh, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to go. Uh, he runs a similar system to what Nagy runs. So at least offensively, you know, it wouldn't be a huge transition, except he's good at play calling, unlike Matt Nagy. So I think there's that. But I think just the same way with Dave Taub, I think he's going to tell them things that they don't want to hear. And I think he rub, rubs people the wrong way. So I think that that could be a, a bit of a problem. Plus, last thing, he's inconsistent uh, when it comes to just about everything. I like the pick. I, I've been talking to my Eagles fan buddy who I've mentioned a couple times on here. I think he loves Doug Peterson. He loves what he did for the Eagles. And he said, he's like, this would be the guy that would be really, really good for Justin Fields, but it is absolutely not happening. You're going to fire Matt Nagy and bring in his best friend. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be awkward as hell. And I just think that was more of a Matt Nagy thing where he brought him in uh, into camp. So I think if, if, Matt Nagy wasn't the outgoing coach, then the chances would be a lot higher. But I think just, I, I really don't, how, how do I say this? I think the politics of it are just too messy, unfortunately, for it to happen. All right, Doug Peterson is off the board. Jack, your fourth and final pick. Okay, so I'm going to stick with my, I want to win the thing thing. I'm going to stick with the, my, my, my last pick is also going to be the, uh, the, the honorable George McCaskey pick. Um, I think you guys probably know who it is. Uh, it's Leslie Frazier. Uh, uh, that is about as bearsy as it gets, right, fellas? Uh, it's just no way around. It's 62, 62 years old. Uh, he is the D coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. You've heard him highly touted, quote, he knows how to galvanize people is the thing that's most often said about him. He worked with Dungy, who speaks highly of him. Of course, he's an 85 uh, Super Bowl champion with our very own Chicago Bears. Now, he was 22-31-1 with the Vikings. He also had no stable quarterback at the time. Um, when you say relationship guy, he is a relationship guy. In fact, I read a story that even when he was fired from the Vikings, when he announced it, everybody in the room stood and they applauded and there was tears in the eyes of his players. They were they they loved him. They clearly loved him. Now, he also could bring the quarterback's coach with him from the Bills, uh, Ken Dorsey, who's, you know, highly responsible for the success that the Josh Allen has had. So um, he also may just stay. So we don't know about that. He's got three decades of coaching experience. Uh, it, it is a very Bearsy pick. Um, I don't love it. Uh, it's not sexy. It could work. Maybe. I think you're talking yourself into that one. It's very possible. Um, well, and also I'm trying to win and 
if Pace stays and McCaskey and Phillips are still pulling strings, then I, m- I might have just won. <laughs> That's a very Bears pick. He's a yes man. What I what I say, guys, this is the most Bearsy move. Watch them to uh, make Frazier their head coach and retain Matt Nagy as OC. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> why? Why do you insist on just saying the most foul god? Some people just things. want to watch the world burn. What can I say, guys? Wait, can I add to it? Mike Singletary is defensive coordinator. Oh, damn. oh stop it! <laughs> why don't just, we just throw? We're bringing back the hits, boys. Oh my god! So, so I want Leslie Frazier because he is an '85 Bear, and and then Mike Singletary, and and then maybe we could get Ditka to come back and run the offense. <laughs> Man, you see Dicka doing those Bet Rivers commercials? Jesus. <laughs> Man has seen better days. Oh. All right. Leslie Frazier off the board. Ryan, your final pick. I actually am kind of excited that Doug Peterson was picked because that was who I was going to go with next. Uh, but I'm I'm going to zig when I should zag or what, who cares? Whatever. I'm picking Vic Fangio, the uh, former... I, you well, why not? Let's just hear me out on this. The the former head coach of the Denver Broncos. You know what Vic was? Vic was a quarterback shy of a winning football team. He ran the ball incredibly well. He knows this Bears organization. Obviously, they are salivating to get this guy somehow, some way back in the organization. And why not offer him a head coaching job? I don't think it's going to happen. But maybe why not? And and at this point, it's it's my fourth round pick, so I can do whatever the hell I want. Um, obviously, you know he's a better defensive coordinator than he is a head coach. He's a bit rough. He's a rough, rough around the edges. Um, but I I think that the Bears love this guy. They know how good of a defensive coordinator he can be, and that's what Chicago is. It's it's a Bears pick. It's Bears defense. Who's going to be his OC? I mean, that's the thing. I don't. I'm not real sure. You think back to to Lovey and and Lovey was an offensive coordinator and a quarterback away too, and um, you know I don't think there's many situations where you know defense does where win championships without a doubt. But to to watch JF one flounder, uh, if there is a, you know sort of a, a a gap in talent when it comes to coaching the QB would be you know hard. I'd love to see him back in the building in some way, shape, or form. Uh, for some reason, uh, my tweet about that uh, exploded today. Nick Fangio is available. That's all I wrote. That's what Twitter apparently likes. So uh, I would love to see him back in some some fashion for sure. Yeah, I I wouldn't hate it if he could bring in a decent OC. I agree. I, I wouldn't mind that guy back in the building. Um, he, he said in himself in his press conference, he's had doo-doo quarterbacks to work with, but Here's why I don't think it's going to work. I think he's going to join Harbaugh on a revenge tour in the AFC West, and they're going to go to Las Vegas, and he's going to get his revenge against the Broncos. He he talked about the other three quarterbacks in the division, um, one of them being Derek Carr, and uh, I think those two are going to end up on a revenge tour in uh, Las Vegas. Ryan, we're friends, right? You know, I can say, you know, I love you, bro, right? Yeah, absolutely you okay. can. All right, good. So I can tell you anything. And I can just tell you that is a dog shit pick. <laughs> I do not like that pick, man. Here's the thing. Don't Vic Fangio got an interview in 2018 for the head coaching job before Matt Nagy got it. And he didn't have any head coaching experience. He was kind of an unknown. 
very, very good defensive coordinator. His stock has taken a hit since then. And now you're going to bring him back and say, hey, man, like we saw we did in Denver. Great job. Uh, You want this job and do something with our quarterback now? I mean, that is not happening at all. I I just I I was shocked that you picked him. And also, maybe I was just going to say maybe this whole Raiders thing doesn't work out because right now this could age badly, but they are leading 17, 14 at halftime and they could be going to the playoffs. So that could put a weird hit with the Harbaugh Fangio uh, extravaganza and in uh, Vegas land. I, I want to say this, this is my last pick. This is not my, my first pick. And I totally agree with you, but you were talking about an organization that offered Olin Krutz $15 an hour to, to coach offensive line. You're talking about an organization that has continually made the wrong move at every single avenue possible. And they love, they love to, to hear how good they are at things. And, and Vic has run a, a very successful defense. And a lot of people think that Matt Nagy was riding the coattails of, of Vic Fangio in 2018, me being one of those people. I mean, obviously, if, if, if the defense is giving you the football every time inside your own 30-yard line or your own 40-yard line, it doesn't matter what how bad your offense is, Matt Nagy, right? You're, you're going to score some points at some point. I, I think this organization is going to make the wrong calls, which probably means that they're not going to pick any of the coaches that we've selected. I thought about that when I was doing all this. I was like, oh, they're going to be smarter than everybody else in the entire freaking NFL and take none of the guys that we're talking about. Yeah, that very well could happen. Last thing I'll say before I move on, I do love how Ryan took the last two coaches who just will tell the hard, cold, hard truth and just give it to the Bears straight with Dave Tobin, Vic Fangio. So that I will applaud you on, my friend. Vic Fangio off the board. Patrick, your final pick. Okay, so I honestly, I, I, I would like this pick. I think he has a chance to be the next coach. So I think I've got a decent shot uh, wild card as my fourth pick. I'm kind of surprised I got him here. Um, Matt Eberflus, defensive coordinator from Indianapolis. <laughs> I wish you guys could see us live. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of things I like about him. I like the possibility that uh, he may bring Ed Dodds with him to replace Ryan Pace. I love Dodds as a GM candidate, but Eberflus is the kind of guy that's worked his way up the coaching chain. He's not somebody that's been handed anything. He's kind of been a grinder and uh, has been promoted legitimately as opposed to sometimes maybe people like Matt Nagy who uh, got positions because people left and they needed to fill vacancies. And so they, they tab their buddy. I like that he handled a really terrible situation with grace and did it effectively when he was, you may remember was supposed to be the defensive coordinator for Josh McDaniels who left Indianapolis and uh, he stayed with Frank Reich and, and made that into a great situation. And uh, Indianapolis's defense has been really good under his uh, tenure. I like him. He's young. He seems like he's got a lot of energy. He seems well-respected and there's the Tony Dungy connection there. Maybe Indianapolis Colts Dungy is on the committee. Um, he may be a name that, uh, that Dungy may have given to George McCaskey as somebody to look into. I know Albert Breer mentioned him as a possible candidate for the Bears, So there, there's a little bit of smoke there. Um, I think he's, he's got a decent chance as a wild card to get this job. And I wouldn't be unhappy about that at all, especially if he were to bring over a guy like Dodds. Uh, that would be a, that would be a home run combo in my opinion. I was, I was going to pick him. 
I had them ready to go, locked and loaded. You sniped me, you son of a bitch. That's all I have to say. I really, really, really like the pick. Dangle, wait, it, man, just Shagru's coming at us tonight, huh? No, he's name calling and whew. You guys have never done a fantasy football thing with me before, so I can. Uh, oh, are you fire? Are you fast? I can get fiery in in drafts. Yeah, is fifty one considered young? Because if I'm I'm on board, if it is, because that that puts me at, at younger than him. Uh, what I like about him briefly is that um, he did he turned the defense around the Colts' defense around with seven of the 11 previous starters that he inherited. So in other words, those those core guys were sucking under the previous DC and the way in which he did business as DC uh, completely altered the, the way in which they performed. And he did it with the lowest overall cap in the league for the defense. So that's that's what impressed me about him. All right, Matt Eberflus off the board. And so I have the the final pick here. You know what? I'm going to go completely off the board. And I do think this is a possibility, so let's see. I'm going Gerard Mayo. So Gerard Mayo is the current inside linebackers coach for the Patriots. He has been for the last few years or so. He's done he's had a lot of success and I'm not going to lie, I mean I'm very familiar with him as a player. He had a fantastic career with the Patriots, transitioned into coaching shortly after playing. He is getting a ton of buzz right now. And I think actually in one of the latest Albert Breer um, Monday morning quarterbacks that he did, when Leslie Frazier came up as an option for the Bears, Jerron Mayo was in that conversation as well. And you like to talk about the Bears trying to outsmart everybody. Let's see them go after this defensive wonderkin person, somebody like a Brandon Staley, for example. So Jerron Mayo is getting a ton of buzz. I th- this one is definitely a sh- kind of a shot in the dark with my final, final pick, but I really do think that he's going to get some really some strong interest in interviews. I- he's only 35 years old guys. I mean, that is so flipping young, um, but I- he has aspirations to be a head coach. He knows it's not going to happen in new England. So could happen maybe with Chicago bears. I low key love that pick. Um, I know people are going to say that the Belichick coaching tree, I get it, but I really do like that pick. I don't know if the bears will go in that direction because he is young. He doesn't have that experience and it seems to be something that they want, but, uh, I, I, you know, um, maybe, maybe a fresh take in that building would be great. I mean, you mentioned Staley, right? He was young. Uh, they wanted a leader of men looks like Staley's that, uh, for the, for the chargers, you know, so don't shy away from a guy just because he's young. Don't think he can't lead a lead an organization or a team because he's young, because they had a guy in their building uh, that is doing it now that they let get out of the building. So um, don't let them just dis- don't let that dissuade you. I, I would be I would be fine with Gerard Mayo for sure. Something you guys talked about longevity. I I, I can't remember if, if it was Shells or Shagru. One of you guys tweeted it that it was, you know, I'm going to hold my coach's opinions for two years, something to that effect. And I can't remember which one of you guys said it, but 
I, I get the sense that that's the type of pick that, you know what, he would come in, he would energize this team, but that lack of experience really, really worries me. Um, I want a guy that has seen it, that has done it, that, that isn't going to be blown away by success after one year and, and say, look at, look at how good I was last year. It's I, I, so I get it. I totally understand it, but yeah, no, thank you. All right. So that is, that's the draft. Uh, we're I'm going to run through everybody's picks real quick and then we'll do like an honorable mention or two for each one. So for myself, Jim Harbaugh, Dan Quinn, Byron Leftwich, Gerard Mayo, Patrick Sheldon has Josh McDaniels, Dennis Allen, Ryan Day, and Matt Aberflus. Ryan Dangle has Greg Roman, Todd Bowles, Dave Tobe, and Vic Fangio. Jack Wright, Brian Dable, Nathaniel Hackett, Doug Peterson, and Leslie Frazier. You know, the Brian Dable one, I, I go back. I I I think I, I should have taken him with with my selection then when I when I go back on it. So Jack, kudos to you on that, buddy. Thanks. I'd like to congratulate myself on winning the first annual uh, coaches snake draft. Uh, this is something that I do in every fantasy draft that I'm in. When it's over, I will always type in the chat. Congratulations. Usually my name is the Knox Siwash. To the Knox Siwash for winning the draft. Again, I've won it like 16 years in a row. So <laughs> I try, guys, but you're kind of, you didn't really have a shot, so... I'm a little worried that you said the first annual coaching draft. If we're doing this next year, then we are really <laughs> screwed as Bears fan guys. It just kind of worked out perfectly. Great point. Great point. <laughs> All right. So real quick, who's who's an honorable mention or two? Maybe it's it's complete wild card. Has no business being like a head coaching candidate that you would like to see. Um, let's go, Ryan, Jack, Shells, and I'll finish it. I don't know if it's someone I'd like to see, but I, I think this person did get necessarily a fair shot was Jim Caldwell, uh, you know, with the Detroit lions, like, come on, like what? Like he actually was holding that team together before Patricia came in and just took a giant dump on that team. You know, I, I look back and go, you had a, a fairly decent coach in the building. He's got an insane amount of experience as a head coach, as a play caller, he's developed quarterbacks, got lots of experience. He's been coaching since 1977. Sure. He's a little bit older. Uh, you know, the knock is that he's out of the league, uh, an XFL guy, but yeah, Jim Caldwell. Okay, well, if I'm going to take a wild card here, I think what I'll do is take the guy that the Detroit Lions offered a crap ton of money to, uh, but he didn't take it, um, and that's Matt Campbell. And again, I, I'm not really interested in there being a, a college head coach as the, the Bears uh, head coach, but he apparently is uh, sought after, um, I think, and well-respected. I mean, seven, seven, I'm sorry, he's 77 and 49 uh, as a college coach uh, and was offered, like I said, a huge contract by the Lions. Um, you know, that would be the whiz kid pick. And I guess that's why I put it as a wild card, but it's not something that I, I would necessarily be pushing for, but uh, I think it fits as a wild card. Yeah, I'll, I'll give two quick ones. Uh, first, a recycled coach who I think... Um, probably deserves another shot down the road. Raheem Morris, uh, now the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Um, I'd like to see him get another shot. I think he could be pretty good. And then uh, Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator from Cincinnati, uh, worries me that he only has one year of 
offensive play calling experience, but I think he truly has a full year unlike Nagy did. So that scares me a little bit, just as an experience, but um, I love what they're doing in Cincinnati and um, would like the bears to follow that blueprint to the extent possible on offense. So I'd be, uh, I'm going to throw those two out there as some wild card candidates. Really quickly. He has gotten zero buzz, but I've been doing research on him and I, I think he would make a pretty good head coach at some point. It's Joe Lombardi. He's the offensive coordinator for the chargers. He's been in a number of spots. He actually like he was with the lions in 2014 went during that playoff year when they were actually like legitimately good and they could have gone far in the playoffs if not for some BS penalties. He's been with the saints for a long time as their quarterbacks coach. He's done a lot with drew Brees. He's been all around the league. I'm kind of shocked that he's never really surfaced as a head coaching candidate. Maybe that happens in the next couple of years, but uh, he's just the, he, I, he's really intriguing to me. And uh, he's, I think he's the grandson of Vince Lombardi. So you got that going for you, which is cool. It's wild. I think he was born like a year after or before uh, Lombardi passed away. So it's definitely like he's got the lineage. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening to our coaches fantasy draft. We're hopefully hoping uh, that it's somehow some way the bears get a good pick. If you have liked this episode, if maybe this is your first time to the bear down report podcast, go ahead and hit like, if you really like what you hear, hit us with a five-star review. Cause that really helps to widen our audience. But if you've loved what you've heard, you can go to beardownreport.com, go to the podcast section, click on any one of the episodes and there is a donate button and you can donate a round of beers to us. If you do that, please let us know because we want to shout you out on this podcast for brendan chagru jack wright patrick sheldon i'm ryan dangle folks thank you so much and as always bear down